Madden Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary. The year is 3013. The galaxy is scintillating in the mellow light. Two galactic pilgrims seek out vistas in the samurai future to bring forth the unity of the cosmic shaman. Opening the door of the pantheon of mystics, the evil sorcerer wizard powers the engine of science, seeking to forever alter the sacred balance, traveling on effervescent balls of summer fire. This week, Bubba Hotel. In the year 1977, Elvis Presley died on the shitter. Or did he? I thought it was uh, the king died on his throne. Ah, uh, there you go. That's nice. Yeah, that's the way you're supposed to do it. Okay. Uh, which also, I, I think I heard being slightly inaccurate. The story yeah, is actually quite harrowing of him, you know, kind of like stumbling around in his room, as you would do when you're, I guess, overdosing right. on whatever. Elvis didn't do any illegal drugs. Did he not? He still illegal ones. Huh? He had Dr. Feelgood, making him feel good. I see. Yeah. No, he's got the picture where he's like uh, shaking hands with Nixon. He's going to be like the head of the like narco um, <laughs> investigation force. That's a famous photo, right? So, no, he Wait, was the doctor of Elvis. Elvis. What? <laughs> Have you not seen Elvis and Nixon? No. Okay, well, you'll be seeing it somewhere in the break here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, today's movie is Bubba Hotep. It's, uh, yeah, it was watched by Matt twice. It's watched by Luke at least once. At least once, okay. At least once? What does that Possibly mean? Possibly more. Oh, okay. It's in, in a sci-fi sanctuary. Now I'm going Connery here. Yeah, well, it, it's... In a sci-fi sanctuary. I mean, we, we often blur the lines for fantasy and horror films, so mm. it's fine. But yeah, this definitely is not a science fiction Yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, we're... Well, they, they changed JFK, maybe. Yeah, that makes kind of sci-fi. <laughs> I, I, think, I, I think it's an unspoken thing here that um, horror is now in the realm, even if it's not October. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, they've always been on the same shelf at the video store, right? That's always been our excuse. Yes. Horror sci-fi, that's what it says. Or sci-fi horror. Mm. So... Um, yeah, we are a bit of in the horror realm today, but I saw I saw this on opening night, because you said budget one million, box office one point two million. Yeah, so apparently I'm in the minority of having done that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like oh Bruce Campbell. I mean Bruce Campbell been lots of stuff between this and say Evil Dead. I mean hell, he's in Spider Man this year in a small role, of course. Yeah. Um, he had done. He, he's on TV more, I guess, because he was on Xena and Hercules. So. Well, I, um, I watched. Because I watched this movie on YouTube, where it is readily available, <laughs> um, it then rolled right over into like a, a little making of thing. Mm. And he was like, he was talking to the director. The director like, like he's like, yeah, I want to do this film. The director's like, all right, we're gonna start shooting in January. And the Bruce Campbell's agent is like, no, you can't shoot a low budget horror film in January. That's when they do pilots. <laughs> <laughs> we need you to be in TV pilots. Yeah, yeah. So they so. have to reschedule basically for that reason. <laughs> But when I went to see this, I, I actually didn't come out liking it that much the first time because I think I was going in like expecting to see like Ash again, right? Mm. From the Evil Dead, you know, and, and it's kind of gnawed on me since and I just happened to stumble upon this on YouTube, right? And I'm like, 
I think they might actually be really good in this. <laughs> <laughs> I was just coming in with completely the wrong perspective. So I, you know, being watching it now, I could like at least give it like a properly open mind and let the good point. I mean, it's far from a perfect movie, of course, but the interesting points seep in a little better. So I spent a lot of my childhood staying at my grandparents' house, sleeping in my uncle's room with my uncle. Different beds. <laughs> uh, but he had like a mega collection of comic books and video games and videos and DVDs. And I remember the, the Bubba Hotep VHS tape being on his shelf. And we, I remember him telling me what it was <clears throat> and us both being very amused by the idea. Like it sounded like a funny concept for a film. But then I don't know if I ever did try and watch it or I just, he told me like, nah, you won't like it. It's pretty boring and slow. <laughs> So I'd always known what it was, and that image of the, the font and everything was pretty clear in my head. But until last night, I don't know if I'd ever actually seen the full, like, 90 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's a movie called Bubba Hotep. It's like, well, yeah, sure, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that, that's most, that's the hook. Oh, yeah. well, I guess it wasn't the hook, because it only made 1.2 million, but <laughs> it didn't make less than its budget. We'll give it that. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely one of those films where it's like, here is a premise which is really funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But the best joke in the film is that premise. Mm. <laughs> the, the, you know, watching it this time, there, there are a few segments that really did sink in a little more. Yeah, there so. were some laughs in there, and there were also some actually, you know, quite heartfelt moments about being an old person and <laughs> your family not giving a shit anymore. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is, it is quite a... It's got a very indie movie feel in good ways and in bad ways. Okay, I can definitely go with that. And, you know, for... For all of its flaws, Hollywood would have touched this script up a few times. <coughs> you, know, you know, there's that guy whose job it is, is just to go around and put in the... Zingers. Wait, And the... <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> and, you know, we hate them, but someone would have put in a couple actual, like, gags and zingers. Because <laughs> yeah, we're basically just resting on Bruce being properly quirky. And Ossie yeah. Davis, of course. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about them more in the soon, soon. Mm. Um, you're taking the story, you're, you're our story time. This is definitely one I can do off the buns. Okay, I guess that's what we're going to do then. Bowser through the fight and rain and pointing towards the sky. I will tell you everything, but it's never quite the time. In all the pictures, they look the same. Elvis lives, having swapped his identity with an Elvis impersonator at the height of his powers. He now lives in an old retirement home with Jack, the John F. Kennedy who survived his assassination attempt, but was colored black and put in a retirement home to get him out of the way. The two of them live out their days, no longer able to get their dicks hard, just waiting out the time, until they notice that inhabitants of the nursing home are being killed off by an ancient Egyptian mummy. They team up to destroy the mummy, burning it to the death, but both dying in the process with their souls. something how they get the souls 
Like just sucks them out of their mouth and shits them out. Oh, I, I got the uh, they suck it out of your bong. Thing. Well, he, don't I let it get at your that, ass. But yeah. then when it tries to <clears throat> kill Jack, it's going for his mouth. Yeah, it, it is basically like a dementor, I guess. The um, the Kappa steals your soul out of your asshole. Hmm. Who does? The Kappa. Oh, the Kappa, right, okay. Yeah, the Japanese mythological sea, like, river creature. Yes, 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 yes. Because your, your asshole contains, like, a little spherical organ, which is your soul. I was really sad a few years ago when Kappa Sushi changed your sign from showing a Kappa to just showing a couple of, like, sushi plates. Ah, that's I mean, come on, three plates? Two on, that's versus a Kappa? Yeah. That's stupid. I go past a little statue of a Kappa every day on my way to work, though. Right, so you, you get that. But and there's that um, road in Ueno in Tokyo, which just, like, got, like, 50 different... Kappa statues on different art styles. That's I just cool. I just went in on my my kaiten sushi. That's all. Yeah. I don't I don't go to kappa sushi anymore anyway. I like sushi is better. Hamazushi is better. So if you come to Japan and you want some cheap conveyor belt sushi, hamazushi. No, go to Kurazushi because you get the gachapon every five plates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you can do that if you want to. <laughs> but and if I go to the one which has the most non-fish options. <laughs> so I'm just gonna eat the hamburger and the fried chicken anyway. Yeah, because you said you were taking your hike, and I was like, suggest sushi place. And I look, probably didn't care about that. <laughs> yeah, if it's a like legit sushi place, I definitely don't care, because they'll probably only serve sushi. That's my point. Yeah. <laughs> um, Bruce Campbell, this is... Uh, I was just listening to people talking about uh, another podcast about Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness, and they're like, why didn't Bruce get like just five cheap pot boilers like this after Army of Darkness? Like... Army Darkness wasn't, like, super successful, but it just seemed like he should have had, like, you know, five 90s movies, like, along those lines, mm. ready to roll. Was it, I think it's just because Bruce actually, like, chose fun projects. Yeah, I, I'm not, like... Like, the, the little interview clip that I saw, he's like, the script came in, and it's the weirdest script I've ever read. It starts with this guy talking about dreaming about his boner. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I mean, maybe he's making good choices. It's just surprising that people weren't, like, here but the paycheck he, he, enough to... Kind of feels like he should have been the Brendan Fraser before Brendan Fraser. Is that all Briscoe County? Is Briscoe County where that happened? Maybe. Because that's a whole TV season of basically that. Yeah, maybe it's just that he did do TV instead. Yeah. I and maybe I guess he's just you know if chins could kill right he's got the film jaw so yep. which he uses to maximum effect. But maybe this absurdity. this is around the time that the film jaw stopped being popular, right? Mm. And we talk about the Aaron Eckhart problem now. <laughs> But, yeah, the other weird thing in this, and the thing that I think threw me off is I was like, well, he's not that much older now, right? He's like, mm. uh, I mean, when he made this movie, he's my age now, right? Yeah. So, you know, oh, but now he's he's made up to be, like, 80. Mm -hmm. So that definitely, or set, well, I don't know exactly what they do. I forget, Elvis, 35, 35, 65. Shall he shouldn't have been that quite that old. Okay. <laughs> so 70. He's 70-year-old 70 Elvis with, well, yeah, this with is like dick problems. 20-some years after he actually died. What, did he die at 35? Uh, no, nah, 42 or so. Shit, my math is off. No, 42, he would have been 42. late 60s, early 70s. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't look that old in this. No, that's true. I guess he just had he had problems. Right. <laughs> that's the depressing thing now. Even if Elvis didn't die, he'd be dead by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw things about, like, what would John Lennon look like? Well, he looks like an old fart, doesn't he? Yep. <laughs> no, what I like about Bruce Campbell in this is he is playing Elvis, but he's not, like, overdoing it as a caricature. Right. Even in the flashback scenes, right? He's still playing it as a very human character. No, watching it now, I love what he's doing. I'm just saying, like, I went in with these preconceptions when I first saw it. it you were expecting, like, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, right? You were expecting him to be fully Elvis doing wacky shit, killing monsters. Yes. 
yeah, yeah. That sounds about right, yes. <laughs> mm, well, I, I at least went into it knowing that it was specifically about, like, an old people's home. Right. So now... So now I about what I expected. Now that I've, you know, been able to watch it without... From that, I can appreciate it more. I mean, I, you know, like you said, could this script have been, like, you know, uh, massaged a bit more? Probably. Mm. Um, but like I, was, like I did say, like, that would have been for better, but also for worse. Mm. There's a nice tone to this, right? Well, I mean, Hollywood just doesn't make films about old people. <laughs> like, ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we're looking... It's like this movie looks directly into, like, true horror, because you're, yeah. you're all going to have to fucking deal with it at some point. Yeah. No, yeah, the real horror of this is not... Because, like, they make the point the mummy's only here because they're slim pickings because they're dying anyway. <laughs> That's the horror, is just being put in a little home and allowed to waste away. Yes. Which, uh... I'm sitting here thinking... I don't think we did that too hardcore in my family. But, you know, there's a certain point where it's like, what can you do? Someone needs to take care of the person, right? Mm-hmm. And then you can't, you know, people have their own lives. And... Put me on a fucking iceberg, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, we get the well, iceberg by the daughter. By the time I'm going to be any icebergs. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other, I guess, actor that makes a note here is Ossie Davis, who I definitely know a name, but uh, you got your phone. <laughs> I did have it open just now, yeah. Okay. Playing JFK. I, I made the deliberate choice when I was doing my summary, like, I'm not going to give it, like, the, uh, oh, he plays a guy you think, nah, fuck it, he's JFK. He's JFK. No, that is the thing. That, like, I think that's where you come Do in. Do the like right his... thing might be the famous one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jungle fever, grumpy old man. Okay, so, yeah, he's uh, he, Spike Lee stuff, and, yeah, Cotton he's... comes to Harlem. Okay, he's he's in everything. Though. He's done a lot of shit, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Malcolm X. Disney's Dinosaur. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> oh, Angry Man, damn. Which one? Oh, no, the I didn't know there was a remake. Oh. 97 remake. Okay. So, yeah, he's fine. But, yeah, yeah, like you said, the conceit of this movie is, like, if you're like, ah, oh, these people are just nuts, it's not a very good movie. And if you're like, yes, that guy's Elvis, that guy's JFK, it, it works. That's, like, yeah. where the lack of a budget, like, kind of catches fire, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, the first line where Elvis is just like, but Jack, JFK was a white man. Or <laughs> 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 well, they dyed my skin. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. That's great delivery on both of them. Great for the conspiracy theorists, right? Yep. <laughs> I mean, let's face it, this is a much better conspiracy theory than the uh, yeah. QAnon's going to tell us to go meet JFK and Daily Plaza thing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if JFK had walked out at Daily Plaza but was black. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fantastic. What kind of world would this be now if that had happened? We'd be living in a utopia. It'd be Star Trek right now. <laughs> Black JFK would have come back to save us all. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's the ladies in the movies, but they they don't have giant parts. I guess the the nurse gets something of a part. <laughs> yeah, and Elvis is kind of a piece of shit to her. Yeah, but Ella Joyce plays the nurse. She's playing very much like the typical character, right? Of nursing and all yeah, people. Would we'll do the right thing. Has the public enemy song "Fight the Power," which mm. says Elvis was a racist. Well, actually, on IMDb, second billing goes to um, Heidi Meinhardt, who plays Callie, the daughter who comes to clear Why? out the roommates. I think just because she's done a bunch of stuff. Oh, okay. With, with the director. Like, she's in Phantasm 4. Oh, okay. Because that doesn't... Yeah, she, like, was, like, she was there for a minute. You know, that's all I got. I wonder if she married the director. That would explain it. <laughs> well, she doesn't even have a Wikipedia, but she has an IMDb. Ah. <laughs> well, I, that's my case, too. I have, a, I have two IMDbs, but no Wikipedia. Ding, dang, dong. <laughs> she's also in, like, Angel and stuff. Who's Angel? 
No, the film Angel. The TV show Angel, the Buffy spinoff. Oh, oh, okay. I forgot that existed. But I never watched Buffy. Apparently my dad's watching Buffy now. Huh. He's become a... What, what are Buffy fans called? Buffton's? Aren't they just like Weedonites? Well, okay. Yeah, I was just like... He's like really gotten into Buffy and like, yeah, interesting. I mean, good for him, but I'm just like, interesting. Because I'm sure it's great. I've just never watched it, you know? Rob keeps telling me to watch Angel and I'm like... That is literally never happening. <laughs> I don't care how good you tell me it gets, how great you think the characters are, I'm not watching the full television series Angel. I mean, there's plenty of shows I've seen that I would never recommend to anyone, but I got really deep into. Yeah, I, 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 like, like I said, it doesn't matter how good it is. I'm not sitting down and watching a network TV show from the 2000s. <laughs> I'm never sending. I'm never going to suggest you watch Prison Break. Hell, even Fringe, I wouldn't really suggest anyone yeah. anymore. I, I got into it deep, you know, when it was on. Hell, I might even rewatch it someday. It's just, you know, like Battlestar, I'll be like, go, go watch Battlestar. You yeah, know? I do. I do want to do another rewatch of Battlestar at some point. Yeah, I've I've done like three rewatches of that, and you know how I watch stuff. That's insane. When my hands don't work anymore, and I can't play video games, so I'll oh, watch okay. Battlestar. <laughs> and Chase it with a Caprica. I like Caprica too, yeah. but uh, where were we? Actors in this movie. Do we have any more to say about them? They're here. Bruce Campbell. I mean, we I mean, could talk about him all day. It's very much like we could uh, talk about Ozzy Davis all day. It's very much just Bruce Campbell and Ozzy Davis for most of the film, right? <laughs> And in fact, for a lot of the film, it's just Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, it's not, the other actors are just in there to push them along in the roles they need to do. Is that Bruce Campbell's shtick? If, you're, if he's lead, he's going to be the only actor for most of the film? Possibly. <laughs> well, it, I mean, that might be why Sam Raimi recommended Bruce Campbell for this film. Mm. Apparently is what happened. He's like, just stick him in a room and have shit attack him. Because they were thinking of getting an actually elderly guy to play Elvis. <laughs> uh, and I just get Bruce Campbell to do it. <laughs> and yeah, he can. For, somehow he can just carry a film on his own. Which is supposedly like a fantasy horror picture, but there's no effects on screen. There's just Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Bruce Campbell's in effects. Come on. Yeah. I'm Andrew Rice. I'm Luke Summerhays. I'm James J. Moyles. And I'm Muss. Welcome to Game Game Show, the game show about games. The unique podcast where four white men talk about video games. Look, Luke, when in doubt, don't go with me. <laughs> no, my thing is just like, uh, you usually do these quizzes, yes, no, yes, no, right? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, no one is that lazy. <laughs> we'll say like, what, 10 seconds? That's probably usually long enough. Yeah, 10 seconds. There we go. I mean, you're not going to time it, so it really doesn't matter, does fucking it? Fucking will time it, mate. I've got, a, got it on my, up on my tablet. You just... fucking dog. I'm the dog to point me with any more of slander. <laughs> Imagine being tied with me. <laughs> <laughs> this round is called Punching Upwards. I'm going to name some video gaming celebrities who are much more famous than us. And you're going to tell me, for what reason, they were cancelled. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. I have no idea who they are. Uh, I feel like this will be a trend for all of these people. <laughs> game Game Show is a comedy panel game show about video games. Find it wherever you get your pods by searching Game Game Show. Find us on Twitter at Game Game Show. Or find this podcast and others that me and my pals create by going to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius.
You looked up the photo. I did. I did find the picture of Elvis and Nixon. <laughs> Fucking, how did anyone vote for Nixon? He just looks like a villain. <laughs> he looks like a villainous character. Yeah. Well, as we know from the last election, they just fudged the votes. Uh, yeah, wait, wait, right. that doesn't make sense, because who would vote for Trump? <laughs> <sighs> Apparently a lot of people did. Yeah, okay, sorry, you, you were going on about uh, the photo. Yeah, apparently there's also a film of Elvis and Nixon. <laughs> and Nixon is played by a real-life supervillain. <laughs> you have to follow that up? Nah. Okay. Because honestly, the phone was too far away, so I didn't quite catch. Oh, right. Um, it was Kevin Spacey. Oh, shit, okay. Because it was so <laughs> far away, I was like, oh, did Bruce Campbell do it again? No, no, it was Kevin Spacey was Nixon. Oh, my. And it looked like um, Michael Shannon was Elvis. Oh, okay, there we go, Michael Shannon. I was like, that wasn't Spacey. Uh, Kevin's, okay, Spacey is Nixon. That seems, that's Kinda okay. Works. Yeah. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, because you meant to hate both of them anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's it. Spacey was really good at playing villains. So I guess, like, it makes sense that he's now a cancelled piece of shit. <laughs> he's, I think he's past cancelled. I think he's... I think like, he's literally a pedophile. Because even people that are like, like, cancel culture, fuck that, well, they, they'd yeah, still that's hate... That's the thing. They're still not no, Nick no, no. Spacey. This is what actually is cancelled. And then the other cancel they talk about doesn't really exist. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's like Twitter says you're bad and then you still just keep making stuff. Okay. That's what they're talking about. Oh, because ba it's basically shit all the oh, best, yeah, yeah. you know, he, justifiably. The, the version of cancelled that actually exists is for people like Spacey. Okay. The <laughs> version of cancelled that they're like, oh, cancel coach, oh, the wokeness, does it, that doesn't actually affect your career. It's like you're off social media. Well, that's probably good for you. Oh, you're not even. You're just not followed by people like me. <laughs> <laughs> like J.K. Rowling is cancelled. She's still getting given millions of dollars to make movies that are shit. So, right. Like, Whereas Spacey's got to film like weird segments in his living room now and put them on YouTube. <laughs> And then people watch him and are like, is he threatening to kill someone? <laughs> hmm. For obvious reasons, I have not watched the Kevin Spacey tapes. Oh, no, I'm just talking <laughs> about, he came on his character as, like, his House of Cards character, right? And uh -huh. was, like, making weird veiled threats and stuff. Look at this tiny little caterpillar that's on me. Oh, yeah, it'll get bigger. It'll turn into one of those big ones that fall on us by summer. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's probably going to get eight before then. Hmm. Um, oh, I got, I, got, I got multiple of them on me. So... We usually talk design. When you have a million bucks, there's very little design to be had. So they found a home. Looks like the old folks' home in Twilight Zone, more or less. Yeah. Um, I did think it's. That looked pretty cool. I did think it was funny that the hearse keeps showing up and there aren't like tire tracks in the uh, lawn. <laughs> but in this movie, there should have been tire tracks in the lawn. So it was a running gag. I did like the running gag of just the fucking useless hearse drivers trying <laughs> to collect these bodies and finding different ways to defile the corpses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, not not in the just in the stumblebone way. Not, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe I didn't spell it out. I don't know. So wait, this film was after the Mummy. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like the Mummy scene, is like ninety-nine. The flashback scenes to like ancient Egypt were very the Mummy. Yes. And then the fact that it made a big use of a scarab beetle, I feel like is something the Mummy brought in. That's that I know is it was Egypt, always though. a thing. Okay. But, yeah. Because I think doesn't even Universal Mummy have like that? I haven't seen on? much of the Universal Mummy mm -hmm. stuff. I should. I like mummies. Because. I do feel like, actually, in terms of budget and effects and everything, this is more in line with the 30s yeah, universal yeah, yeah. horror than a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, because it's just man in suit stumbles around and gets caught on fire at the end. <laughs> <laughs> and the fact, you know, like, you could you could call the movie, like, I guess slow if you wanted, but, like, the original Dracula didn't even have music, you know? Yeah. Um, Spanish-language Dracula is kind of the better one. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, as a kid, I did go for a really 
intense ancient Egypt phase. Ancient Egypt is really cool. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of getting back into Commit. it recently. Because I'm on the fucking... Uh, my evenings these days are just like hour-long history documentaries on YouTube. <laughs> about like ancient Greek and ancient Syria and ancient Egypt and stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm back. I, and yeah, I'm glad we've got Stargate coming up soon as well. <laughs> I'm definitely deep in my ancient Egypt kick. Okay, good, good. Uh, we should get some Shiza going there. Yeah. So that's Whereas what... here, like, yeah, they don't do much with the mummy, but at least the stuff looked cool. Which is, yeah, and that, the like bit where it's swearing at him in hieroglyphics was really funny. Oh, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was where, like, half the budget of this movie probably yeah, it was went. just the subtitle saying, shit, dog, dick, and it's fucking <laughs> hieroglyphics of an ass. I guess that's where you're dick. saying, that's the thing, you're like, oh, they could have punched up the script with more jokes, but since it doesn't have them, that's so much more effective when The ones it does that it happen. does have really land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There are some, there are some, there were a couple of genuinely laugh out loud parts in this film like, I mean it is a fun movie this is pre-Shaun of the Dead I feel like after Shaun of the Dead there was like kind of a new standard for a horror comedy you know yeah that's true yeah I mean well yeah because this because yeah like Bruce Campbell and the Evil Dead it's like it's like what genre is this is it are you meant to take it as a horror or as a comedy I'm basically Shaun of the Dead comes along yeah. it's like no we can use the trappings of horror but it's a comedy <laughs> whereas yeah Evil Dead is, is it's, it's a horror using the trappings of comedy more or less yeah 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 which they do, I, the scene where he's battling the scarab in his, his room is extremely evil dead. That's very evil dead, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> so. he even, like, forgets to move like an old man for most of that scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, he goes into full <laughs> Bruce Campbell, like, uh, getting fucked mode. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, he's hobbled in the evil dead, too. He's already been kicked in the nuts 80 times, punched mm. in the head 300 times, and <laughs> has had his hand cut off, right? So, True. I mean, he, he would... Theoretically, be moving like an old man. I guess it's. Um, does this director, you know, have it out for him as much as Sam Raimi? <laughs> I don't think so. No, <laughs> the, he the looked like he was touch, having fun. <laughs> yeah, the personal touch is missing. Oh, you yeah. you want to do this in a way that's going to be fun for me too? I mean, he that's still great. made him like lie there and have lines about how his dick doesn't work. <laughs> but that's acting weirdness, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is a, that that is a uh, big hook. That's a fantastic way to get you into this movie. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Got the sores on my dick. Sorry, that's not even that. I'm doing Southern Man Man, not Elvis. I don't know if I can do an Elvis. Well, I got oh. the sores on my dick. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Vermont. <laughs> I got sores on the end of my dick. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, that's true horror. Yep. Oh, yeah. I got, hor I got horror on my dick. <laughs> got sores on my dick. It could be cancer. I mean, shit. That's, that's not a cool place to be, you know? You're uh -huh. already in the old folks' home, right? I'm reminded of one of the few really, really good jokes from Friends, where they're discussing what they would do if they were omnipotent. And one of them says, Joey, what would you do if you're omnipotent? He's like, kill myself. I'm like, what? Yeah, if little Joey don't work, I don't want to live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, honest answers at least, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. The the mummy, I guess they were... What was... They were giving him a bit of a cowboy vibe, was it? Well, you, when he turns up, he's wearing like a kind of a... I guess it's meant to be his disguise. He's wearing like a hat and a Hawaiian shirt. But then, like, he's you can kind of like, he's more like a skeleton than just a dude wrapped in bandages. Mm. You can see like bones and shit going through him and stuff. Yeah. But he looks more like an actual mummy rather than like the cartoon kind of mummy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I do have Number his tongue flesh. getting ripped out or whatever at the beginning, right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's why I heard at the beginning because it was like, what, what they discovered him in the 30s, was it? Mm. Yeah. So they had a German film. Yep. Yeah. Um, have I told the tale of the time I met Bubba and Buff? No. Okay. 
We had family friends that had some money and they had a lake house, but it was in Alabama, right? Mm. But they had enough money that we were just like screwing around and going off on like uh, ski doos. You know, the little jet runner things, yeah. wave runner things. Wave runners, maybe wave runners. I don't jet skis. Whatever, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we ended up on the other side of the lake where where is a camping site. And one of the one of them that knew the people there and I was introduced to Bubba and Buff coming out from the tent. You know. <laughs> we we left pretty quickly. I didn't I don't think I wanted to make friends with Bubba and Buff. Okay. So your your story is that you met Bubba and Buff and then decided not to meet them. I met them. It was just like it was just like the most redneck ex- backwoods redneck experience I've had. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, they were redneck and hard. They were redneck and hard. Oh wait, wait, no, we did go to the redneck party the next day. I don't know if I met them again. Were Bubba and Buff there? They probably were, but I don't know if I ran into them. But that was a weird experience too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Country music and Miller Lite and yeah, and that that's not my jam. I learned. No. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, Matt's an Atlanta boy. He's not from like rural Georgia. I went camping a lot, though. Yeah. That's different. Okay. What, what happens... Uh, That's the middle-class way to experience <clears throat> rural life. Because, you know, Canada and America are like, you know, rednecks are rednecks everywhere. Mm. It doesn't matter if you're Alaska. You know, I, I think David Cross has the, the sketch. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm from, you know, I'm from Rome, Georgia, and this is how we talk down there. Well, fuck you. I'm from Lincoln, Nebraska, and we talk like this up in there. Screw all y'all. I'm from Nome, Alaska, and we all talk like this up in there. So, you know, it's just like the redneck accent doesn't change. Right. <laughs> Yeehaw. What, 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 is, what is the UK thing? Is, is, it, is it guys, Baltar's, like, actual accent? The no, northern it's the, thing? like, I'll be on whatever. It's the hot fuzz accent. I'd be talking like this. That's yeah. where the pirate accent comes from as well, because pirates are from Bristol. Oh, okay. What about the northern one? I, yeah, well, that's it. We actually do have different redneck accents. Oh, okay. That, yeah. We, we have all the same one. Is that because Americans are stupid? North, yeah. Well, it's because America doesn't actually have any history or culture. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> do Midwestern rednecks talk more like uh, Francis McDormand and Fargo? I don't... Oh, uh, See, I see that's, well, that's more person, of like but... a. No, but when I think picture the Fargo accent, that's like a. That's not rural, right? That's like suburban. I guess, but North Dakota doesn't really have anything. It's not particularly rural. Mm. North or South. I forget which one I said and which one I meant, but they're both pretty uh, redneck. Not redneck. They're both pretty rural. So mm. th- the point is, they don't seem quite as redneck. Right. It's like, how are you doing? I guess that's where all the Scandinavians moved. And mm-hmm. that's why? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Accent thing today. Elvis's accent. Mm. I guess, what was that for you? I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a white guy who stole everything from black culture. Okay. <laughs> That's what an Elvis accent is, isn't it? Because his isn't redneck, but it's certainly not like... I mean, uh-huh. urban is in people living in a city is what I mean Elvis. by that word. <clears throat> I don't know. He's, I guess I haven't heard him talk much. Uh, oh, I just heard him really? sing, and I've heard other people's impressions of him. Uh, I haven't watched the Elvis okay. movies, Matt. <laughs> no, that is a good point. I think modern day, we, we actually do... I wonder if that's a point in this movie, that modern day, we know the impersonators better. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Another one, uh, Jim Morrison. I, half the people that think of Jim Morrison from The Doors are going to think of Val Kilmer first, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who did a fantastic job playing Jim Morrison, or a version of Jim Morrison, but he's not... He, it's quite different from Jim Morrison in the end. Right. Because, um, have you seen the Doors movie? No. Okay, because he just goes, he's just like a psychedelic asshole through the whole thing. Are but you? then you watch the Doors documentary in Software, where the first scene is him having like a 
a interesting philosophical conversation with a priest, right? Whereas Val Kilmer's Jim Morrison would have like taken a shit on his head. I see. <laughs> Are you finding more splinters? No, I'm finding more fucking cat feathers. No, covering look, cat feathers today. Yeah, look, I bet I'm covering. I'm just not paying attention. Well, so. you're also you're not in shorts. Oh so yeah, that helps. Since I'm crawling on you as much. I'll have to check my pants. <laughs> Always have a nurse have pants ready. Matthew, you're much more of a music man than me. How much do you actually rate The King? Um, the Sun Records Elvis, great shit. Okay. After that, pretty spotty. Because, like, with Beatles stuff, I've talked about this many times, there's, like, the layer of, you're not into music, you don't really know the Beatles. Then you're a little bit into music. You're like, oh, the Beatles, they're great. Then you get into music, and you're like, oh, no, I don't listen to the Beatles. They're too mainstream. And then you're really into music. You're like, no, the Beatles actually are good. Elvis, Does Elvis go through those layers, or is it just like, uh, you know, your granddad's into him, but he's never been that great? Um, he was that great. Here's the thing. He's, he, he was great at a certain time in a way where um, maybe, like, later we kind of changed, like, how we look at music differently. Okay. Like, he was a great singer. He was great on stage. He couldn't write a song and save his life. Right. You know, even this movie, like, I shouldn't listen to Colonel Tom, you know? Mm. Uh, you know? So that that's a thing, right? Um... So, you know, he had, he had the Marlon Brando swagger, right? Yeah. Which in the mid-50s was the thing. You saw Marlon Brando, then you see Elvis, you tie it all together. You know, well, 50s, that, sexy that's why his thing was just, like, the fact that he's the king, he's the celebrity. He's in a it was weird... almost more important than his, like, whether he was actually talented as a musician. No, he, he is, he authentically did grow up, like, in the those musical genres. Okay. He's not black, but he was around... Like, proper blues and proper Because that's country. the other thing, right? It's like, everything Elvis supposedly invented, it really was just he was the white package they could sell. I, exactly. The big thing on the radio in the 50s is they're not putting Rocket 88 on the, t on the TV or on the TV or on the radio because it's a black man singing it, right? right. So, um, Shake, Rattle, and Roll is a good one. Uh, big Mama Thornton doing Shake, Rattle, and Roll. Holy shit, that's awesome. Uh, you get the one with... Um, uh, Bill Haley and the Comets. That's the one we all know. Mm. Still a good song. Sounds good. They've, they've whitewashed the lyrics, uh, literally and figuratively, mm. you know? And, um, you know, Shake, Shake, Rattle and Roll. It's kind of the 50s. Are you ready to go into the diner and back to the future? Yeah, yeah. You're Big Mama Thornton. Shake, Rattle and Roll. It's like this Big Mama's ready to fuck, you know? Right. <laughs> it's, it's a very different vibe. So okay. Elvis brought in a little bit of the, like, I'm ready to fuck vibe, which uh, I guess is different. <laughs> so what... Sort of what time period did Elvis, like, get big and was at his peak? Okay, uh, so uh, he first stumbled in his son records about 1953. I was going to just record a song for his mama's birthday. Okay. They liked it. He recorded a few more. He started doing son records. Um, just him playing acoustic guitar, singing, electric guitar player, string bass player. Right. Uh, no no drums. Um, that's great stuff. That That is... it. 
at that point, yeah, he's appropriating blues and rhythm and blues, all that. But he's also like melding it with like like white ass country. Because okay. that was Sun Records. Sun Records was also a country label. Okay. They did blues. They did country. So he was combined. He was the first to really combine them. Because Johnny Cash is great, but he, he dabbled a little bit. But he was mostly on the country and still, right? Nowadays, I feel like I'd rather listen to Johnny Cash than Elvis. Johnny Cash, Baron Elvis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, if you need that, so. But Elvis, good singer. I mean, Johnny Cash is you know deep baritone all the time, right? But like, when when was he the king? Fifty-five to fifty-seven. Okay, so still pre-sixties. Yeah. Because the thing was... the 60s is when sex became okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, how much is Elvis responsible for that? <laughs> well, he's... Was, he liberating panties? He's, he's, yeah, he was, he was liberating panties with his swinging pelvis, right? Yeah. So, um, for the 55, 57... Now, keep in mind, he's got good songwriters behind him. Mm. Um, you know, it's not like it's like Elvis is, like, this major creative force. He performs well, right? Yeah. But it's great stuff. He goes in the army, pre-records a ton of stuff. So why is he in the army? They keep dabbling out stuff, okay. you know? Comes back to the army, his his manager. This is this is in Bubba Hotep where he's like, I should have listened to Colonel Tom. Is like, okay, you're gonna start doing movies. We'll just do this. You got you did these albums. We'll do the soundtrack for the movies. Your your music will be the soundtrack for the movies. He did right. that for almost ten years. Okay, that's where he got the big uh, comeback special. Right? He's like, fuck this. I'm rocking and rolling again. Right? Okay. Yeah, and uh, then he got fat and just you know the '70s happened. Okay, but yeah, so through the '60s he was still a relevant force. So if you no. Okay. He he became relevant again by coming After back, the and then quickly at, atrophied back into. Oh, so the, mo the movie shit just was never popular. The what? The movies. It's popular as fuck. It's just not musically valid at all. Yeah, but he he still like he people know Elvis. Elvis is still the shit. Oh yeah, he was people a movie still star. Fuck Elvis. He was a mo people still want to fuck him in the sixties. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. So yeah, because the whole idea of him like. He just brings this sexuality to the masses. Yeah, back to the Beatles. Elvis. They were like totally psyched to meet Elvis, and it turned yeah. out they had like nothing in common. But okay. <laughs> we're not much in common, but yeah. That's why I say don't meet your heroes, right? Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, yeah, the, basically he let himself be led on for years and years, and, you know, at certain points maybe went back a little bit against him, but not in like a rock and roll punk rock way, just like a dude whose life is weird in hell, you know? Because mm -hmm. um, what do we get here? We get we get a lot of uh, TCB, taking care of business. Yeah, you heard that several times, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was he had that emblazoned on his private jet, which was a a lightning bolt with the initials TCB. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I've been to Graceland. I've seen the jet. I've seen the Jungle Room, man. Yeah, yeah the Jungle Room, and and even this Elvis had the Jungle Room because it seemed like um, the other guy like. That, that's why I like, he's like, we traded places, and the deal was I could come back anytime, but, but we liked the drugs too much, and I like to think it was like just a few months later that the other guy died. Right. <laughs> like, 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 they switched place in like 70, early 77, is the impression I got. Because he's, they've all, he's, they're already both sequined, impersonator and Elvis, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know, that's kind of fun. Sorry, you, you stoked a rant on me on purpose, I guess, and I ranted, so. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what I wanted, yeah. Yeah, and anyway. yeah, I don't think I've gone well, like, full so music dork on this podcast before. Okay. <laughs> well, it doesn't come up that often. What's it? It doesn't come up. I'm just watching a lizard. Oh, okay. <laughs> a lizard ran past. It's like a Pokemon. But, uh, yeah, it, it, the, you can't... There are issues with Elvis, right? Mm. The guy himself, I mean, you know, he, that, he ran weird-ass waves of fame that n none of us will ever understand you know yes. so <laughs> he, he kind of sounds more like the sort of asian manufactured celebrity 
Yes. Than like a like creative genius who made it big. Yeah, I would actually I would concur with that. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think in his entire career he has maybe two co-songwriting credits. Okay. He never produced any of his stuff. Yeah. He could barely play the guitar. I mean, he could perform on a guitar fine, play a few chords, sing a song, no problem. But right. uh, he was not like a skilled guitarist. Yeah. Because when I was going for my hollow body electric, I did look at the Hagstrom Viking, which is the one he played at his comeback special. It's a cool guitar, but then when I found the John Lennon casino copy, I was like, okay, that, that trumps it. Because mm. uh, Lennon would fuck off for a lot of Beatles tunes. He didn't play on a lot of them, but he plays on a lot of them too. And he's, right. he, he's like, his skill level's not super high, but he sounds cool. Yeah. So, yeah, there's something to that. Whereas all this is singing is quite so singing is quite high level skilled. Like does yeah. B, uh, BTS do any of them really have like? Uh, and I'm saying this as someone who couldn't even like think of a BTS song at the moment. So I'm I not like they, I think they are actually talented. They, they can actually like hack out tune. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in that case, yes, then that vibe. Would but yeah, it's the bring... fact they have to be like the ones who make it big. They have to be able to be. They're like okay singers, but also they can dance. They can perform. They're good in like TV shows and movies as well. You have to be an all-round celebrity to make it. Yes, even even Elvis just had to shake his dick around. That was all the choreography, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he had it easy compared to those guys. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I would never want the life of one of these Asian celebrities. No, I've seen even I just, with the screen. Just in the guys. background, I saw a few of the the trying to make it in a J-pop band or K-pop band on you know TV in the background at home, and it was like, not you know I'm probably reading a book, but just. Wow, that looks terrible. Yeah, <laughs> and then they—it was weird. It was like, oh, this one's like it was like the tryout group. So it's like the oldest one was eighteen, the youngest one was ten. So it's like <laughs> this totally mishmash of like, because I mean that that eight years is quite different, you know, yeah. levels of uh, maturity. And it's just, what am I watching? <laughs> there can be only one king. <laughs> yeah. I walked outside the starting line, looked down at me, it was a sight that I might not forget. Knew that I wasn't for right, I spoke to Annie and she said it'll never pay the rent. I never felt so lonesome in my life, I never knew that you could think of me. She looks sunset, so I might have to run again. So it's like no one really, I mean, people kind of, like you, kind of sort of know about this film, but it's certainly not on the, the front of the uh, zeitgeist. Well, the fact that it's just up on YouTube probably tells you what you need to know. Yeah, it's 2002. If it's up on YouTube and it's from 2002, it didn't go that far. Because yeah. I, I assume most 80s weird ones I can find on YouTube now. That's what I'm doing for tomorrow's podcast, you know? Okay. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it, this see, this is one that did not particularly gain a big home video release. Yeah, I'm honestly, I don't understand why my uncle had it. (laughs) My granddad was really into Elvis, so maybe that's why he found the idea very funny. Mm. I think he liked, you know, horror movie mummy stuff. So maybe it was just that premise spoke to him particularly. But the premise seems like it would speak to a lot of people. Elvis, Jeff, Mm. K, Egypt, you know, um, soul-sucking. It just wasn't pushed. Should it have had more... You could could make a trailer for this film that would make people go see it. Maybe they did that wrong. I don't know. I I, I feel like this film probably just wasn't pushed well. Yeah. 
yeah, distribution might have been an issue. Because I was in Atlanta, so I, I, I've told you before, I've been on a list of, it was like 10, 10 films people love now that you never would have seen in theaters. And I was like, I saw five of those in theaters. What the fuck yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so I, this might have been on the list, to be perfectly honest. Uh, it, was, it was like this, and Black Dynamite, and Moon, and there, there were a few others. But yeah. yeah, I'm like, I saw those in theaters. What are you talking about? I think when Mass you go through the list, there were one or two that I'd even seen in theaters. Yeah. So sometimes people make stupid lists, I guess, is the main point. But Yeah, <laughs> people really generalize on that there internet. Well, hey, we're 20 years past the making of this film now. What does it look like to you in the year 2022, being the year we're recording this podcast? Well, because it, it doesn't try and do anything too wacky. Like, it doesn't have, like, big effects shots. So if you had, like, a million pounds to make this, a million dollars to make this film today, probably make pretty much the same film. Yeah. Maybe you could afford one or two CG shots when you do the flashback or something. Mm. Or you, you do the scarab differently, that sort of thing. Okay, you definitely need a scarab differently. But I do I like... think it works. Yeah, it, it works fine. I mean, it's a scarab. You can't fuck that up Also, too you'd hard. get away now with ripping off the mummy scarab where it goes under your skin. Yeah, I mean, you could do the bug's life, right? It was too life, soon right? to rip that off, I think, when this came out. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you had a scarab in your pants, though, right? You know yep. what that's like. <laughs> I had a locust crawl up my pants, yeah. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's almost like this is just like you shout out the name of this movie and everyone knows what you're saying, but no one like knows what it is. Yeah, you don't. Well, you don't really need to have seen the film. You just get it. Oh, Bubba Hotep. I don't know what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine Bruce Campbell as an old Elvis. Like yeah. I don't need to watch it. Now, Ossie Davis playing the uh, the the JFK. I, I think you'd need to see that at least for a bit. Yeah, Jack was good. I, I did. I. Do love how his room in the old folks' home was like made to look like the Oval Office mildly. <laughs> that was great. But <laughs> <laughs> it's like his grand. He's like the woman they got playing my granddaughter. <laughs> <laughs> and, Again, it's depending on which version of events you decide to accept are true in this film. <laughs> and sometimes he needs a wheelchair, and sometimes he doesn't. That was confusing. I get. I mean, well, I don't that's know. just being old, man. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that might just be being old, but uh, I mean, Bruce always needs to walk, or except for the, you know. It, Except for that one scare scene, he does make it look difficult when he doesn't have the walker. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we had a much better time getting down that hill than he did, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ever fallen down much of a hill? Uh, yeah, sure. Mostly in the snow. I have a video I'll show you. Okay. Okay, I was a giant. Yeah, I went down the side of a mountain on a, on a... It was July and it was snowy on the north face, right? <laughs> the north face. So we just went sliding down that shit, but... You know, we had to, it was so high up, it was higher than Mount Fuji, huh. by, by about 100 meters, so you'd walk 10 meters, and you just need to stop and take a break and breathe, because there's right. no fucking air up there. <laughs> Where was this? Uh, New Mexico, okay. Mount Baldy. Yeah, this is the Boy Scout trip where, um, yeah, where I, uh, I mentioned seeing my doppelganger eating a ham, huh. uh, which you'll, if you didn't hear about already, you'll hear about soon, so. <laughs> and where will people hear that, Matt? Why, that's, uh, I'm going to plug that here, the Time Enough podcast, talking about the Twilight Zone, that's Time Enough pod on Twitter and on Facebook, and holy shit, I'm just, yeah, I get it, you just you hit play on the recorder, but you want to take the recorder from there? Am I doing this today? Yeah, you can do it. There's a Patreon umbrella of Podcastio Podcastius, where you'll find other podcasts, like Matt and Luke's Sci-Fi Sanctuary, where we talk about sci-fi films, <laughs> <laughs> or Ohaiji, where we talk about other films. And Luke, oh, holy shit, at this point, you just talk about your podcast. Yeah, I do a Pokemon podcast. You can find that on Twitter, at LukeGlovesPKMN. I think we've done some Pokemon which are based on cappers, so, you know, there's a little plug for you. I do a Monster Hunter podcast. It's currently on hiatus, but it'll come back fairly soon. 
when Monster Hunter Rise launch, Sunbreak launches. But in the meantime, I've been doing Game Game Show. It's a game show about games. Um, Matt might be on that eventually. Others as well. Check it out. It is funny. Um, and yeah, if you want to support this podcast, you can go to patreon.com slash podcastio podcastius. And even if you don't want to support us, that's probably the best website to just find links to everything. Double plug. You got two plugs up the ass. Oh, Elvis has left the building. Yeah. Sound in my 